The 2022 NFL Combine starts today, and we're going to be previewing how the Chargers mocked players that they've most commonly been linked to could either raise or lower their draft stock with their performances in Indianapolis, all on today's Locked On Chargers podcast. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons. We're heading into our fifth as the host of the Locked On Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day what's up guys thank you for making us your first listen today and to make sure you never miss the show go subscribe to the lockdown chargers youtube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from but the nfl combine starts today and that's exciting because it's another step in the offseason that gets us closer to football gets us closer to free agency and gets us closer to most importantly the draft so on today's show we're going to be talking about the guys that have been most commonly mocked to the chargers Guys like Jordan Davis, right? Some of the wide receivers like Traylon Burke, some of the corners like Trent McDuffie, Andrew Booth Jr., and how much their stock is so, you know, is going to be affected by this combine. Because no matter how you feel or I feel about the combine, this stuff matters to NFL front offices. So we're going to start with, you know, can Jordan Davis do anything to change how the Chargers feel, right? Who's going to separate themselves from the edge rushers? And I think that's where you start here, David, and I think it's Jordan Davis is the first guy that comes to my mind just because you're talking about a guy who's 6'6", you know, anywhere from 340 to 360 at certain points of his career, obviously trying to keep the weight down, but a physical freak and a guy that you feel, feel like would ace the combine. And we know that the Chargers are going to be represented there. It starts today. You know, Brandon Staley is going to be talking on Wednesday. Tom Telesco is going to be talking on Thursday to the media, so we'll have some stuff there and content there to talk about, but that's where my mind went. Can Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia, the physical freak, we kind of wrote him off when we talked about him in our mock draft Mondays. You're going to take a two-down guy, right? But he obviously brings a lot of very exciting athletic traits as well and athletic tools. So do you think there's anything he could do that would change your mind about drafting him in number 17? For me personally, I don't think there's anything that he's going to do at the combine to change my mind because the reasons why I wasn't happy or I guess wasn't um, a big fan of taking Jordan Davis um, with the 17th overall pick in the first round was because he doesn't provide much as a pass rusher. And I don't know if the drills that he's going to be doing at the combine are going to be able to change my mind on that aspect. We know he's going to come in and he's going to be very impressive. The dude is crazy athletic. He's very, very strong. He's big as a house. I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps out of the building with the vertical and the long jump, we know he's going to murder the the bench press. The dude's crazy, like crazy athletic. But those are not the reasons why I have issues with taking him at seventeen. It's the lack of pass rush pedigree and the fact that I know if I take him in the first round, he's going to make an impact against the run on first and second down, and I'm going to have to take him off the football field. And what he does at the combine, to me, I don't think is going to change that evaluation. Yeah, I think that's a, a reasonable approach. I think that the counter argument to that would just be that he shows you so many skills and tools, right? Because, you know, he does have some skill, but he shows sure. you the tools at the combine that make you think, OK, well, I'm willing to put up with the deficiencies because this guy obviously has a lot. You know, it's a big mound of clay you have to mold, right? And I think yeah. that's it's obviously projection based. It's obviously, you know, 
hey, we can develop this guy and we can get something out of him on third down. I think that's what you're thinking. And obviously, he is just a massive presence. Like, he would bring a presence to the Chargers defense that they don't currently have. But I'm not arguing for it. And I think you're right because I think that the one thing you can't really show at the combine is endurance, right? You're not going to yeah. be really showing endurance. You're not going to show you can play 70% of the snaps or whatever you want somebody like that to play. Like, I mean, defensive tackles aren't playing 100% of the snaps most games anyways. No. We were trying for a while to get Brandon Meebane, get Limbaugh Joseph's snap counts down, right? Please. So I think that maybe is a little overblown. But I do think at defensive tackle, I mean, yeah, you could do three-cone drill, maybe see some you know lateral mobility and some of those mm. things, but there's not a ton there I think that's going to really – truly impact where you're going to be drafted but it will be interesting to see how those guys test not oh, yeah. as interesting as the edge rusher as a position though i mean jordan davis is fun as an individual guy just because you feel like he's going to blow the roof off the you know combine in indianapolis but the edge rushers are interesting david and i think this is a good conversation because i think that there's a group of two that's cemented at the top cemented probably in the top five of this draft with aiden hutchinson and cave on thibodeau right but the next three are going to be interesting because you have George Karloftis, who seemed like the number one guy after those top two. And then it went in some order, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. And you also have David Ajabo from Michigan. And that's one thing here because I think Karloftis is going to probably come in with shorter arms. And I think a David Ajabo is going to come out and, you know, test freakishly. So that's going to be interesting because I think it will give us a better idea of what edge, what edge rusher is going to be there potentially at 17 because one of their stock might just shoot straight up. Yeah. And also if an edge rusher will still be there for the Chargers at 17. Yeah. I mean, I think for an edge, ru- edge rusher specifically at the combine, I think there's quite a bit of things that you can learn from, by pushing, putting them through the events that they're going to go through. I mean, just explosion wise with the three cone drills and, uh, you know, just overall speed wise with the, with the 40, you want to get an idea of the strength of these guys. Of course, it's not the biggest thing, right? You know, they're going to use their quickness and their finesse to be able to win. But I think a guy like a David Ajabu, who is just that, you know, first and foremost physical freak, you know, with yeah. just crazy athleticism. We want to see what that's going to look like to a scale, right? You, you know, you, we can say all these you know awesome buzzwords about his athleticism, but he gets to go out there and put it into actual numbers for sure. people to look at and for for people to manipulate where they might find him on the draft board. I think for Karloftis uh, in particular, I think this is a guy that if he just goes there and he performs, you know, um, you know, just you know, decently. I mean, he goes sure. out there and and does his job and puts up baseline numbers. I think, you know, his draft stock, according to he, how he performs at the combine, I don't think is going to change very much. I think it's just those guys that, you know, you really want to see how just incredibly athletic they are. Those are the guys I think that have the most to gain at the combine. Yeah, when I think that the bad thing is, David, is usually, you know, whether you're putting, you know, how much stock you're putting into one specific performance or, you know, drill yeah. that they're doing, one event, like a 40-yard time or something like that, like, right. it's more like, hey, if you bomb something, that's when you're in real trouble, right? right. If you put up, yeah. you know, some really big red flags in any one thing where it's like, whoa, you know, like, right. don't really care about this, but, like, I didn't think this dude would be, you know, slower than everyone else you know like looking you like a grandma on the, on the bench press okay man we got something to talk about sure. here i mean this wasn't something i saw on tape so we might have to go back and change what we wrote down about this guy it's something yeah. like that you just don't for these guys that are at the, the combine you don't want them personally they don't want to go out there and, and just embarrass themselves in any one event just go out there and 
perform the way that you can and you know you're going to be in good shape well and we'll talk about you know it is kind of an antiquated way of measuring players but there is, is you know some importance that comes out of it and we know how important the nfl front offices and organizations think it is but i think that the bigger thing for the chargers here is is it good if all of these edge rushers go off right and i don't yeah. necessarily think it is because at the same time like you might price yourself out of all of them as far as draft capital and yeah. Then you get to the seventeenth pick. Are you going to take the sixth best edge rusher? Right. Like. Right. Is it even worth it to take the, a player at that point? And like, it does uh... seem, even going into the combine, that it is a chance. I mean, we know that group of five. You know, maybe you consider you know Trayvon Walker as an edge. Maybe he's the clear number six, more of a well-rounded, versatile inside-outside kind of a player. But I mean, <laughs> there's a non-zero chance these guys test really well. And then they go out there and and make themselves less of an option for the Chargers, which is something I think that we're keeping an eye on, right? Because it, it's going to go both ways. Like maybe somebody tests bad and now they start sliding to the Chargers. Do you want the guy who's sliding because he tested bad, right? But you wouldn't have had a chance at him if he tested well, like a Keenan Allen, for example, right? You right, know? which is why this is just a part of the process. You sure. have to you have to formulate it like all the other bits of information that you've collected on these players from when you started looking at them for sure. And I mean, in these numbers and stuff can be proven wrong all the time. If you go and look at the receivers in the NFL right now, you know, you're not the 40 times aren't going to be the list of the best 10 receivers aren't going to be the 10. Well, just take a look at the, probably the consensus best receiver in the league in Cooper cup. I mean, he didn't blow everyone away with his 40 times. Same with Devontae Adams, same with, you know, a Keenan Allen. Like sometimes you get a Tyreek Hill, right. And And the speed translates for sure, but there's so much, more that goes into it, which is perfect segue because we are going to be getting into the receivers because I think for receivers, you know, is Chris Olave really a burner, right? What is he going to test? Is Traylon Burks going to run a super quick 40 time, right? Traylon Burks, like he's a huge body. It's going to be really interesting to see how he tests because at the end of the day, right? It is all a shot in the dark. You're just putting a big bet on one of these guys. Like you're using your number one pick at that's, that's pretty much going, you know, it's not all in, but you're betting a hefty part of your bank right there on that pick. So when you're making that bet, you want to make sure you're putting it on the right guy. And if you're making a bet, you better be betting with betonline.net. It's the only place that I bet because I love betonline who has the best odds, lines, and props that you're going to find. And as these big events and sporting events keep coming up, even though football's over, this is the number one place to go to find all the best tournaments, right? All the best chances to get in on something and try to win a big money. And you can find real time in, you know, live betting during games. If you're going a little behind, you can change things up. You can change your fate. You can go play your props. This is the most in-depth player prop site that I've ever been on for sure. And that's where, you know, why they're the number one place that I bet with. And it's not just basketball, right? It's hockey, boxing, UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage when that was happening. And now going into this weekend, a huge UFC fight with game bread Jorge Masvidal going up against Colby Covington. I'm going to be betting on betonline.net you know, on that for sure. Cause those are the puncher's chance, right? That's where you get the big time upset. It only takes one punch, but when I do that, I'm doing it all with bet online because bet online is where the game starts. All right, David. Well, it is interesting doing like a combine show when you're doing a show, you know, a team specific show like this, right? Like the chargers yep. in particular, because there is a lot going on and it's important for everyone. And all the teams are seeing the same things the chargers are seeing, but I do think, wide receiver is one of those positions that can be more heavily impacted. Like we were talking about no it before doubt. the show, like 
offensive lineman. You know, yeah, we didn't Not really, really want to focus event, on that, right? Sure. Yeah, because yeah. like the well, most important thing people take away from him is arm length, and Rashawn Slater had terrible arm length comparatively, and they wanted to and push guess him hard. You know, he was all an all pro. Yeah, and he was just awesome. Like maybe incredible. Yeah, I'm awesome. Honestly, maybe the chart, like the player on the Chargers who rates most highly at his own position, right? Because one of the like, one of the best offensive linemen the Chargers have ever drafted. Sure, I mean, say that right yeah, now, hundred percent. After year one, one hundred percent. But getting to wide receivers, Dave, this is interesting because just the talking point in general was interesting. Oh yeah, do the Chargers go wide receiver at seventeen? And right now, we've already seen some teams start to re-sign players, right? So we know. The Chargers, if they wanted to, conceivably, they could come out with a contract with Mike Williams tomorrow. Same sure with Kachena, same with uh-huh. Kazir White, same with Justin Jones. We know they've so done business so at the Combine as well, you know, before, in, in years before. They, they've had conversations with guys. I mean, it, that, that's... Their own players? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 uh, yeah. Like, yeah, things can happen oh, even yeah. when they're at the Combine. I get right. what you're saying. But yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right. But the thing is, at this point, we still know what's going to happen with Mike Williams. And no. even if, you know, they keep Mike Williams, there's a non-zero chance they still go wide receiver in the first round just because Tom Telesco and the importance that he places on skill position players. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Right. But what I'm telling you right now is the draft is important for those guys, specifically someone like Traylon Burks, David, because he is – Oh yeah. Big bodied, you know, kind of like AJ Brown type of a size. You've seen him in the speed pulling away from the Alabama defense last year, and just like, yeah. whoa, like those are some really fast dudes he's pulling away from. And he's so physical after the catch and brings so much of that to the table. Like it feels like the entire place might burn down, right? If he goes out there and runs like a four three five or something like that. And I think that, you know, we, we've seen that in YouTube comments, people telling us he's gonna run in the four threes. But I do think for that position specifically and for the Chargers and their chance of taking a wide receiver in the first round, right? That is going to be an important measurement. Hell yes, it is. For wide receivers, the, the combine, this is where they can make their money. This is where they can go out there and, and shock the world. They can put themselves on the John map. John Ross. They can, yeah. they can confirm what people thought they knew or completely erase everything they thought they knew about it. Well, and that's why it's important, player. right? Because it's like yeah. 40s, like it, it's so dumb to say like, hey, just because this guy is fast, he's good, right? Like we just right. said. But like David's saying, it can affirm your beliefs, right? Or it can be like, oh, well, maybe I need to go take a second look at that. Exactly. I mean, the speed, especially when we're looking at wide receivers, we know in the NFL, the top teams, the top offenses in the league have guys that can absolutely break the game with that world-class speed and every team is looking for that guy that can wreck shop. So, you know, if you've got a guy like a Traylon Burks who has that yards after catch that, you know, the chargers are really sorely missing. And if he goes out there with all the things he already showed you on tape and he goes as goes and runs a four, three, I mean, he might not even (laughs) make it to the chargers if that happens. Oh yeah. So, I mean, that's the other thing that you look at is, but this is why this is the biggest event for wide receivers, for running backs. If you run and you test exceptionally well, you can drastically improve your draft stock. Well, and like the thing is, is with or without the combine, Traylon Burks just off the tape is a first round receiver, right? Even no before doubt. the combine, he, there's a chance he doesn't make it to the Chargers because there could be realistically four different receivers who are the first receiver off the board in this draft. There's no Jamar chase sitting at the top where, you know, the guy, right. Right. And then you have a Jamison Williams torn ACL thrown into the mix. He's not going to be able to test at the combine, but it is going to be interesting to see, you know, what a Christian Watson runs, right? The guy senior bull darling, what a Calvin Austin 
runs at that, right? Because he was, I mean, super small guy, obviously, but you have a feeling this is something where he's going to really excel. No pads, no anything. He's just, you know. Alave, too. I mean, especially Alave. That was another one we talked about, too. It was just, you know, we know how smooth of a route runner he is. We know he was a deep threat in college, but he's not thought about as a burner. And the other thing is, David, is like, this is only important because the Chargers have a need for speed, right? You exactly. know, like they, yes. they're not looking for a big body profile type of guy with the uncertainty of Mike Williams. You don't know that yet, right? What right. we do know is there is a, an aspect of speed that's missing. And the other thing that comes out of this is the guys who we haven't thought about at all, the guys we haven't watched yet, who are going to go out there and run a 4-3-2, right? And now we're going to be like, yeah. okay, well, I'm watching that tape this week. No question about it. And that's going to happen. That That is going to be a byproduct of – what happens at this event? Someone yeah. is going to go crazy. They're going to run a, a four two eight or you know something unbelievable. I just uh, still can't believe know. that John Ross didn't wear the Adidas and like lost out on a million dollars or an island. Like the one year, like and you John. know you're fast. Like he knew he had a chance. He knew he had a chance to break the record, and he still didn't wear them. Respect. I mean, I guess, but like, <laughs> bro, that's a million dollars. He stuck with like, his shoes. No, he's that was dumb, really dumb. Come but you're on. Right. I mean, there's guys that we don't know about right now that we're gonna know about. Yeah, and I'm excited about that because sure. you know, hey, just because you know, the the Chargers have a, you know an early round draft pick, you know, 17th overall has an early round pick in the second round or you know mid round pick, does not mean that you need to take a guy with those first couple picks. The Chargers have a cash of late round picks that they can use and they will more than likely take a flyer or two on a couple of different position groups where they okay. bet on incredible uh, talent and, and speed and, and attributes, you know, this, those skills that you the have tools, yeah. the tools. Exactly. They're going to bet on the tools and, and that might be from somebody who goes and burns here at the combine. For sure. I mean, that that is going to put people on the radar of these teams. And, I mean, it's probably going to hurt some teams, too. You know what I mean? Because it's oh, like yeah. then, then you're getting wooed by the speed, right? And that's the one thing you don't want. The Chargers need a speedy receiver for sure. And we're talking about first-round receivers. There are plenty of other picks they could take a receiver at, right? For sure. And just roster construction-wise, obviously, receiver isn't their biggest need at this point. So there are going to be other guys that are going to fall into, you know, the day two, day three kind of guys that could make a lot of sense for the Chargers. And I just think that in this scenario, like, yes, the speed is nice. It obviously has to be much more than that. I don't want to yeah. just make it seem like we're putting that much stock in just one specific thing at the combine. But sure. all these guys, these receivers, right, it's such a jumble at that position right now that it makes a lot of sense that this could separate things, right? I'm, this I'm, inter I'm, I'm also interested out. in the verticals, too. I mean, I, I like to see the, the, the sure. vertical jumps um, because that also kind of gives you an idea of what they're going to look like or what the, how they're going to be able to fare in those contested catch situations that yeah. they might find themselves um, in, in the at the NFL level. So Three-cone drill as well as one where, you know, usually that kind of gives you some idea of how quick the guy is, you know, getting out yeah, of breaks, sure. the change of direction, stuff yep. like that. It, it all has to be taken with a grain of salt, obviously, but it is right. important, right? And I think that the other thing, you know, the other position, the yeah, another position I think that's really important for is cornerback because you don't oh, yeah. want, you know, your corners getting broken because they just don't have the speed. And when you have, you know, Casey Hayward and you're coming to cover three, it doesn't matter as much. But for the right. Chargers, you think they want speed and they really appreciate speed and, and, and that they find that important in their corners because the last thing you want – right, is for your corner to get burnt. And have a really, you know, good-looking guy that just doesn't have the top-end speed. 
And I think for the Chargers prospects that corner, the Trent McDuffie's mm-hmm. of the world, the Andrew Booth Juniors of the world. Yeah. They have a chance to really solidify their standings because when you look at the tape, it's pretty clean. You feel oh, like yeah. the only thing that could make it a lot worse, right? Is if they went to the combine and, and totally put up a dud athletically. And I don't think they're going to, but right. it seems like that's the only thing that could make that a lot worse. And the only thing that makes having something go wrong with your car worse is when you have to go to a chain store to try to find the part that you need and go talk to the guy at the counter and have him, you know, try to explain to him about a car. You don't really know a lot about the part that you need just for him to try to find you a part at the warehouse that's connected to his company and have them sell you the parts that they want to sell you. Don't do that. Go to rockauto.com because that's the only place I go for all of the auto parts that I need And rockauto.com is the best place to find the best prices on auto parts as well. My stepdad's a mechanic. Whenever I buy anything, I always have to run it by him first because he's the guy that knows. And I've gone to Rock Auto now three times. I've gotten three different things from them. He's told me I'm getting the best price because he's cutting out the middleman, right? You're not going to the guy behind the counter for him to go get it from somewhere else, right? You're getting everything you need from rockauto.com, a family-owned business. So why spend 20, 30, 50% more on the same parts when you can get it and get it conveniently because I've gone on rockauto.com many times and it's so easy to just type in the type of car that you have and a few easy clicks, you're going to find the part that you need. Even if you don't know a lot about cars, I do not know a lot about cars. I've still been able, even me, to find the thing that I need at rockauto just because they make it very simple. When you already have the headache that you have with something going on with your car, you don't need anything else on there, I can promise you. But make sure you guys go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write lockdown in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Another two for two on transitions today for Dan. <laughs> but to get back to this uh, combine, I mean, I'm excited to see it because it is important. And the other thing is, too, is this is going to be a chance for the Chargers to go meet up with a lot of guys. And it's going to start coming out which guys they're meeting with yeah. and all of those things. But two guys that we've talked about for them at the 17th overall pick are Andrew Booth Jr. and Trev McDuffie. I mean, there's always, you know, a snowball's chance in hell that a guy like Sauce Gardner falls to you, and I know that's not a good chance. But these are the guys that would be realistic options there, right? And things can change quickly, and both of these guys were two guys that we liked, you know, and advocated for. Told everyone we'd be okay with with the 17th overall pick because you like their tape, super clean tape. Both guys love to tackle. Both guys, you know, are pretty clean prospects that come with a lot of upside as well. Andrew Booth Jr., just crazy playmaking ability. But they are going to go to the combine, and there's a lot to lose for players, I think, more than to gain. I honestly do. Like I think as much as guys can get on the radar, I think it's a much more likely possibility that you do something, you get hurt, right, or you put up a bad number that's going to change the way people feel about you, even if they liked your tape. And I think that's a hard thing. And for corner specifically, and for these guys, David, it feels like, they go out there and have a good combine. They're very much cementing themselves in the first round of the draft. Yeah, I mean, to your point earlier, it's like, man, I already know I'm a first-round talent. Why do I even go out there and give these guys more information to potentially ruin my draft stock? It's like, I don't know if I want to do that. But also, again, you're betting on yourself as well, right? You're showing up, and you're also participating and getting all the exposure and being able to talk to all the NFL teams, and that could also change your stock too. So it's all – Pluses and minuses, just like everything in life, right? You have to try to weigh the pros and cons here. I think there are more pros here um, for these guys just to go out there and check another box. I mean, and I think this is one of the last boxes that you need to check is go out there, 
and you know perform well in all of these events, show all of these NFL teams that you know what they saw on tape can be matched with the athleticism that you possess as well. And of course, like I said, take advantage of those opportunities. Go talk to those teams and go you know personally interview for your potential new employer. One for corner specifically, like speed is a very relevant thing, right? Like I said before, like if you're running a heavy Gus Bradley cover three zone, you can get away with not having the best corners because a lot of times those dudes are dropping deep anyway. So it's like they're not worried about stuff underneath. They can get out of their back battle. They're not worried about someone coming back on a comeback route or something like that or getting beat deep, even though obviously we saw that far too often for the Chargers in the last year of Gus Bradley getting beat. But for these corners, that is something because you also don't get to see these guys play in a lot of different schemes, right? A lot of right. times you're seeing them play in whatever scheme that defensive coordinator plays in. And the one thing you don't get to see with that, like we talked about last night with Jalen Petrie, is you don't get to see a lot of one-on-one situations, right? You don't always get to see a lot of man coverage. You don't always get to see a lot of zone coverage, whatever the case may be. This is something where if you haven't seen these guys out on an island and then they run a 4-6-40 at corner, your yeah. draft stock can plummet. So it is going to be important yeah. for us to keep an eye on the movers and shakers in this quarterback class, cornerback class, because it is an important position for the Chargers. The, the fit makes a lot of sense. The Chargers have a big yeah, need there. Yeah. But I, even going through this, David, I mean, the senior bowl and the combine are the two biggest, you know, ways to raise or lower your draft stock. Because if you go to the senior bowl, you get one-on-one opportunities on the outside. If you're a corner or a receiver, you better hope you win, right? You're left out yeah. on an island. You better hope you perform well because it can go way up. Or way down. If you're a quarterback, you better make sure you have a clean week there. Same with the linemen with their one-on-ones and so on and so forth. But then the combine has measurements you don't get at the senior bowl. So which right. one of those senior bowl or NFL combine are you putting more stock into? Yeah, for me personally, I put more stock in them going out there and showcasing what they need to do to perform the tasks to do their jobs well. So that's why I choose the senior bowl because they're going they're going out there and giving you relevant um, information and data on the core aspects of the position that they are going to play sure. and what you are looking for at the next level. And you get to see them do that against the best talent in the nation. Right. So, you know, you get to see some of these smaller school guys go up against some of these big, you know, college type, you know, players and see how they stack up and you can see if they belong or if they don't belong and you can find those diamonds in the rough. Um, and I think that's why for me, the information that you get from the senior bowl is invaluable. Um, and I think the combine is just, like I said, another one of those pieces of the pie that formulates the entire picture of how you look at a draft prospect. For sure. I mean, it, it is more practical, right? The, the, the How these players are getting used, and especially for like smaller school guys getting to go one-on-one against power five dudes, right? Yeah, like five players the, the Quinn Miners, right? That, that guy sure. was from a tiny school, and I think he put himself on the map with his performance at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and all he had to do was just, you know, show the mid-drift. All he had to do was, you know, give himself a crop top, and, like, he was all over the place, you know, videos of him cutting down trees and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's important. Both are important in their own ways because they, they do bring different things to the table because I think as a small school prospect, first of all, you're probably not going to get invited, right? If you're a true diamond in the rough, like if you're at a small school and you make it to the combine, it means, you know, you're a big fish in a small pond probably kind of thing, and you're still a very standout player in your own You're the blue whale in the lake. But you don't always come from, you know, those top-tier Division One schools, so it is a chance for you to be like, hey, you might think these guys, because of the teams they play against, are way better athletes than me, 
And as you can see right here, they're not. So they're athletically, not. Yeah. I belong here, right? Definitely. I can hold up athletically, even though the guys I was going up against weren't necessarily this level of competition. Sure. So it does bring something out there. And we have seen guys, especially, you know, some Chargers players who have really improved their draft stock at the combine, including Justin Herbert. Uh, one of the funner no combines, I guess, that we've watched because that was the year the Chargers right, needed a quarterback. Phillip Rivers moving on to the Indianapolis Colts. We knew that, right? And we knew the Chargers were going to probably take a quarterback at six, um, even though I'd maybe advocated for it not to be Justin Herbert. At the combine, we got to see a, a lot, right? I mean, thank God we're at this, you know, we're having this conversation right now. Yeah, man. And we're not talking about hand size, right? Like, oh, oh God, if I had to have a, a hand size plus, I mean, just number massive hands. But if I had to have a hand size conversation about these prospects instead of talking about, you know, some of these position players that could actually help the Chargers in much more practical measurements at the combine, I'm happy about it. But oh, yeah. Justin Herbert put on a show. It was the... 62 yard flat footed throwers like whoa like i know he had an arm but that's an arm arm right you know what i mean kind of like one of those things and there was like some good stories that came out as well but that was a fun process watching someone like that and someone that you know can like go out there and just put on a laser show right and and do all the things to improve your stock at the combine yeah, Justin Herbert also, I mean, I thought it was interesting. You know, we we had a, a very, very good interview uh, with Matt Money Smith talking about the combine and, and what Justin Herbert was doing and, and how at first he didn't really perform as well, right? And then he had a conversation with the coach. Um, and then he just let it rip. And then you just let's really give him credit it. just because it is a coach that passed away. Yes. Uh, at that time, he was the Falcons quarterback coach, Greg Knapp. Yep. Uh, and then he was with the Jets and died in a tragic bicycle accident. But, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, he could tell Justin Herbert's timid. And that's the other yeah. thing is the human element, right? Yeah, like, definitely. these dudes are all nervous out of their minds. <laughs> like, Hell that yeah. must be such a nerd. You're like, you're yeah, literally Yeah, do they not know that they're spandex. the 1% of the 1% of the 1%? Of course they do. Yeah, oh, they no. I mean, it's like, you're in spandex. Like, thank yeah. God it's in a dome. Like, shrinkage could be a factor. Like, oh, so man, many things that. that you have to think about <laughs> when you're at the combine. Right, like, and and it was just cool to hear that kind of human moment. Matt Money Smith, you know, yeah. guy, play by play guy for the Chargers radio broadcast. I mean, and him saying this guy Greg Knapp came and said, "Hey, bro, like, let it rip," you yeah. know, like you're you're, you're like, trying to aim yourself, it, you're trying man. to do it, yeah. And then as he put it, you know, he puts on a, a laser show after that. But I think that's the other thing too, David, is seeing how these guys stand up to all of the rigors and all of the eyeballs that are put on them. Because yeah, you can be in front. Of a, you know, I would love to ask we the next you know prospect we get on. It's like I want to ask somebody that's been to the combine. And like, yeah, what's more nerve wracking, playing in front of you know seventy thousand fans, right, or playing in front of you know a few hundred people that or will working, have a direct working impact? Working out, right, working out in front of a couple right. hundred people that could choose whether you get millions of dollars or not, right? Totally, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we'll ask that to the next guy that you know has either been to the combine, next player we have on. That could tell us that because that's interesting. You know, it's yeah. way less. Well, it's, people. All, it's all rehearsal, Daniel. All of this, every single step that you take, everything that you do at the combine, you are rehearsing for the job that you want, and that's to be in the NFL. So you and always got to keep that in mind. Me and Dave Jergmeyer will be at the 2023 NFL Combine. I'm going to say that now. I'm going to put that Boom. out. I'm getting married. I'm saving that money. I ain't got time for that. Let's go, I was at the Dave. Senior Bowl last year, and that was fun. Uh, didn't get to go this year. 
saving up for the wedding and David saving up to come to my wedding because he's going to have to fly all the way out to California. I will be there. It is going <laughs> to happen for sure. We will miss six weeks of shows. No, I'm just kidding. Um, You're going to have to find new hosts. <laughs> yeah, hey, at least it'll be in the off-season part. But it's exciting. I mean, any kind of football activity is dumb, you know, or good do you think that the Combine is. Everything has to be taken with a grain of salt. The Senior Bowl yeah. does, the Combine does. But the one thing we know is this will impact how this entire draft shakes out, right? So Absolutely. I'm excited to hear what Brandon Staley says, just so that we hear what Brandon Staley says for Tom Telesco to tell us something completely different the next day. Uh, so make sure you guys are back here with our reactions. We'll have the reactions out the same believe? day of the of the interviews. We'll have our you know reactions to those out there, and we'll get those out quick to you guys. So make sure you're back here with us for that, and we'll be back with you guys as always tomorrow and every day. The only daily Chargers video and audio content that you guys are going to find, and make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. Follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Spotify. Apple Podcasts, wherever. Make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. We appreciate all your guys' ratings on there. Helping us boost, you know, from the past host that got us really bad ratings. Now we're on our way back up because of you guys and how much you guys appreciate the show and how much we appreciate you guys and you making us your first listen. If you want some more draft content, make sure you guys check out the Locked On NFL Draft Show. It's another place we listen to. Guys, we really respect, like Eric Crocker over there, former NFL player, one of Locked On Chiefs hosts, right? But... Make sure you listen to this show first. Make sure we are your first listen, and you can always find us there. If you don't see the link, you know, where you usually get the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we post all the links out on all of our social media. So you can also follow us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. Follow me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. We post the show every day to all of our accounts as well. And you can find it at our Lockdown Chargers Instagram page and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But thank you guys for being here with us in this combined preview for the Chargers. And we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.